It's A Plus Weekly, my news roundup of what has caught my eye this week in the tech world, focusing on the Apple ecosystem, out first on YouTube as a video podcast, and then on the usual podcast platforms. On the show this week, Final Cut Pro gives some interesting clues about what could come for the camera on iPhone 15. My theory on a possibly square sensor coming for those cameras on future iPhones. Emergency SOS is now available to be activated on iPhone 14 series phones in New Zealand and Australia. How you'll soon be able to replicate your voice in just 15 minutes on your iPhone. And M3 processor testing is underway. Will we see them in Max before the year is out? I'm Saab Johal, let's get into it. Apple's latest update of Final Cut Pro for iPad offers a mysterious glimpse of the possibility of the iPhone 15 Pro having a new feature. TechRadar reports that the new subscription-only version of Final Cut Pro has a Pro Camera mode, which Apple claims provides its users with more control to the creation process on iPad. It's strange that this mode has manual camera controls and it was announced on the iPad first. Perhaps the iPhone 15 Pro and rumored iPhone 15 Ultra's camera app could have a similar setup as an option. The iPad's Pro camera mode in Final Cut Pro allows you to control focus, exposure, and white balance. And you can also monitor audio and the recording time that you have left when shooting video. This is a massive jump forward from Apple's current camera app, which has very few manual exposure controls. To fill this giant hole, the most impressive camera apps such as Halide Mark II are providing detailed camera settings like custom white balance, along with helpful tools like histogram, color zebras, and waveforms to help you get the best focus and exposure. I use the Moment app to do just these sorts of things. By introducing its own pro camera controls to the iPad, Apple has given us a preview of what may come with the next iPhones, perhaps as part of iOS 17 and with a Final Cut Pro subscription. The new version of Final Cut Pro for iPad has some other exciting clues about the potential features of the iPhone 15 Pro. It could be that the future iPhones will be able to offer something similar to Filmic Pro's double take mode, giving you the option to select from various shots taken on a single iPhone in the editing process. This may allow you to use different lenses or something similar to the Sony ZV-E1's auto framing mode to take these shots and it will follow a subject as they move in the frame. There was no word from Apple about bringing the features to the iPhone in the Final Cut Pro reveal, but WWDC 2023 is coming soon on June 5th, and iOS 17 may bring more information. Or if not, then the anticipated September launch of the iPhone 15 Pro may have it. Professional camera controls have been strangely missing from Apple's Pro iPhone models, even though there are many good third-party apps available. The new Pro camera mode in the iPad version of Final Cut Pro demonstrates Apple's intent as well as its computational power and capability to bring something truly professional and editing tricks to its key phones. Finally. Here's the thing. I believe the cameras on the next iPhone will feature a square sensor. Well, several of them. Big deal, I hear you say. What are you getting at? Without a doubt, I would say it is a big deal. Let me explain why I think this could be absolutely amazing. 
What if instead of the rectangular sensor we usually see, there was a square one? What if the various cameras of the iPhone could record in parallel and create separate video feeds? The computational photography and videography capabilities of the iPhone software then let you stack footage and then pick the field of view and orientation you want in the end product. You could then use the feeds from all streams that were recording simultaneously to deliver the output that the user wanted. You want a high resolution video feed to record in landscape so you can send this to your friends or perhaps in portrait for TikTok, Shorts or Instagram without the black bars at the top and bottom and also without having to use a third party app to crop them out and lose resolution and field of view in the process. Simultaneous capturing of various perspectives when placing the normal and ultra wide camera on a square sensor then you can choose your field of view and orientation of the video or photo after shooting with no loss of resolution and field of view. I believe this will work because a square sensor allows you to cut into it with many different frame sizes and orientations without compromising detail compared to a rectangular sensor that will have visible black bars. I can't tell you how they'll do it computationally, but I think the details of the Final Cut Pro for iPad reveal gives us a hint that this may be coming, where Apple mentioned that AutoCrop adjusts video for vertical, square and other aspect ratios. Additionally, if we use Final Cut Pro for editing, there could be other features available for these native stacked recording streams. I figured out that this kind of thing could be done with my Insta360 Go 2, which has a square sensor. With this, I can keyframe the footage to transition from one part of the frame that wasn't visible to another that was also out of view. Thanks to this, I was able to shoot a motion time-lapse without a gimbal. Now picture doing this on your iPhone and unlocking this feature, not just in 1440p like on the Go 2, but in full 4K or perhaps even 8K in the future. Hey look, it's just my opinion and I could be completely wrong, but do you see where I'm coming from here? Doesn't this seem entirely within Apple's reach right now if only they had the foresight to implement it? And who knows, maybe they will. Drop me a comment to let me know what you think. Apple has now made its revolutionary safety service emergency SOS available to users in New Zealand and Australia through satellite technology. Each model of the iPhone 14 lineup, iPhone 14, 14 Plus, 14 Pro and 14 Pro Max, these feature custom designed hardware and integrated software enabling them to connect to satellites with a simple tap. This useful service links users to relay centers staffed with Apple trained emergency experts who are ready to contact public safety answering points, PSAPs or emergency services call centers to get them to help where they are needed. Since launching last year, Emergency SOS via satellite has already saved lives in 12 countries. Two years of free service comes with activating your iPhone 14. Here's a tip. If you take the time to understand the service now, it could help you if you ever find yourself in an emergency. With the Emergency SOS via satellite demo, users connect to a real satellite without calling emergency services so they can see how it works and get used to it. It's helpful for more than just emergencies though. The technology allows users to share their location via satellite 
with Find My. In the Find My app, users can open the Me tab, swipe up to see my location via satellite, and tap Send My Location, just to let mum and dad know you're okay. Apple has announced a set of fresh accessibility tools for the iPhone and iPad this week, including one that states it can replicate a person's voice for iPhone calls with only 15 minutes of training. Personal Voice is an upcoming tool that'll let people record audio and have the tech learn their voice by reading text prompts. Live speech will take the typing and turn it into a synthesized voice that can be heard in phone calls, FaceTime, and even when chatting face-to-face. -face. People can save their go-to phrases for live conversations. Apple is introducing various features to make their devices more inclusive for people with disabilities related to cognition, vision, hearing, or mobility. Apple suggested those who may eventually lose their voice due to medical conditions could gain the most from these applications. Accessibility is part of everything we do at Apple, said Sarah Herlinger, Apple's Senior Director of Global Accessibility Policy and Initiatives. In a company blog post, she said, these groundbreaking features were designed with feedback from members of disability communities every step of the way to support a diverse set of users and help people connect in new ways. Apple said the features will roll out sometime later this year. Although these tools offer a potential solution to a very real problem, they are being released at the same time as advances in AI have caused concern over malicious actors using realistic seeming audio and video, otherwise known as deepfakes, to deceive or misinform people. In the blog post, Apple said personal voice features uses on-device machine learning to keep users' information private and secure. Now, other tech businesses have tested using AI to recreate a voice. Last year, Amazon told us that they were creating an update to the Alexa system that would have the capacity to mirror any voice, even a deceased family member's. The feature has not been released just yet. Descript, a popular editing application, can also be used to mim mimic voices after a brief period of learning. Apple announced assistive access in addition to the voice features. This combines a few of the most frequently used iOS apps like FaceTime, Messages, Camera, Photos, Music, and Phone into one Calls app. The interface offers high contrast buttons, big text labels, the choice of an emoji-only keyboard, and the ability to record video messages for those who may prefer video or audio communications. Apple is also upgrading its Magnifier app for people with impaired vision. This will now include a detection feature to improve the way people interact with physical objects. The update will give someone the capability to take their iPhone camera and hold it up to, say, a microwave, and then move their finger over the keypad while the app reads out and labels the text of the buttons. With Mac sales recently slumping, Apple looks like it's seeking to stop the rot and even reverse it with a new generation of devices as M3 chip testing gets well underway, according to Mark German from Bloomberg. In his latest Power On newsletter, he's saying Apple is working on the next Mac chip update based on Intel from an App Store developer who wants to stay private. 
The M3 being tested, likely an approximation of the M3 Pro, is equipped with 12 cores, 6 high performance and 6 for efficiency. This compares with the M2 Pro that has 10 cores, 6 powerful and 4 energy efficient, and 2 8, 4 high power and 4 focused on efficiency on the M1 Pro. People say that the M3 Pro has 18 graphics cores, up from 16 and 14 in the M2 Pro and M1 Pro, and 36 gigabytes of RAM, higher than the 32 gigs in the two before it. German thinks the M3 Max could have 14 CPU cores and 40, 40 graphics cores, while the M3 Ultra could have 28 CPU cores and more than 80 graphics cores, which is more than the M1 Ultra's 64 core Max. These are going to be seriously fast processors. German thinks the M3 could be a major part of Apple's scheme to regain customers for the Mac family, which had a massive 31% drop in revenue in the last financial results. The M3, he says, could help the company offer fresh ways to entice customers back to the lineup. Put simply, this will be a massive year for the Mac. Everybody will be watching WWDC next month for news about the rest of the M2 machines, but German reckons the first M3 Max might, at a stretch, arrive at the end of 2023 or the start of 2024. Word is Apple's already building M3-based iMacs, MacBook Pros, and MacBook Airs. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe and hit that bell to make sure you don't miss my next video. And on audio, be sure to hit follow or something like that to get my next show. I'm Saab Johal, and this channel is A+. Thanks for being here. Cheers, and go well.